Arizona, Arizona Sports, sports. The, the local sports, local leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, yeah. brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Top stories of the day, we present them to you at 4 o'clock every day, we are at the turn, this is where you go, one-stop shopping, all the stuff going on in sports is right here in the 4 o'clock reset, and we start with what is clearly the biggest story of the day, Kyrie because of course he does, wants outs. The net sources say offered an extension to Irving in the last week, but the deal had stipulations on the guarantee of the final year of that multi-year contract. But Irving's camp believed that a player of his caliber should not have stipulations in a multi-year contract. Another factor in the trade request, I'm told, were principal differences that Irving had with the organization that just do not align with the Nets. So the sense right now is that whether it's ahead of the February 9th trade deadline or in the offseason in July, Irving is set to move on as a Brooklyn. God, what a pain in the butt this guy is. What a pain. What an ultimately talented mm. but painful guy to have in your organization. It's just, it never stops with Kyrie Gambo. Never, ever, ever stops with him. Yeah, I know, but, like, he has won an NBA championship, and he's a great player, and he's not old. He's not an old guy. So, you know, he doesn't, like, you know, he missed a lot of games last year because with the pandemic, so he's, you know, saved a lot of wear and tear on his body through that. I don't I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued to see where he ends up, you know, and the Suns have been kind of linked. I can't rule it out right now. I will try to. Yeah. I will try to rule it out, but I cannot rule it out at this point. I I think any team that acquires him at the deadline is desperate. I think any team that does anything long-term with him this offseason is stupid. I I, I think you're just... You are you are signing up. You're making a deal with the devil, and you're gonna you're gonna regret it probably almost instantly. You do it now. There's a those are different levels, right? You do it in the off season. You're stupid. You do it now. You're desperate. There are lots of teams that are desperate in the NBA. Maybe the Suns fall in that category. Maybe they don't. But the fact that they, along with the Mavs and the Lakers, are being linked to Kyrie is really interesting. Gambo deadlines next Thursday. Would that be? I mean, that would be a big like if you're Matt Ishbia and you're coming in, that could be a big splash. Well, could be, yeah, it could be. It could be a big splash. Yeah, that would, that would, you would get everyone's attention in a big hurry if you did something like that. Um, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski has also added that teams that are contacting the Nets are far more interested in Kevin Durant's status and not Kyrie Irving's status. Uh, of course, I mean to KD is going to be. It, we're back to the KD summer. Yeah, we are back to the summer of KD. He's like. I, I, I doubt he'll be back with the Nets next year, and I don't think he gets traded by the deadline. So I think that, you know, listen, if the Suns hold on to all their draft picks and they don't trade any draft picks at the deadline, it could very well be because you're back in the sweepstakes for KD. As far as the Mavs are concerned, ESPN's Tim McManaman, when it comes to Kyrie, points out that their general manager, Nico Harrison, is a former Nike executive. And that he and Jason Kidd have long-standing relationships with Kyrie Irving. Dallas certainly could use a co-star next to Luka, whether that's Kyrie or not is a good question, but there has been some chatter that Dallas is in that group of teams that is potentially interested in Kyrie Irving. Dallas right now is interested in everybody. (laughs) No, everybody. I mean, Dondre Ayton, Jay Crowd, like, they're interested in everybody. Like, they're trying to 
find different pieces. They're trying yeah. to find different pieces. So they, you don't rule Dallas out of, you know, there's a lot of guys that they like. They would love to make a trade to kind of help them for this year and then give them more of a foundation for next year because they need to surround Luka with more talent. Suns do have a game tonight, despite all the speculation. They do? I know they do. The start of a five-game road trip has them in Boston taking on the Celtics. Cam Johnson has been ruled out. Right knee injury management. Of course, the team will still be out, be without Devin Booker, Landry Shamit, and campaign. That game starts at 5.30. You'll hear it on the Arizona Sports app on ESPN 620. We'll keep you updated during the last half hour of our show on that one. Of course, the last time the Suns played Boston, they, they got lost by 100. by the Boston. One of those bad losses that we were talking about yesterday came at the hands of Boston the last time they met up Gambo. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, 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 the losses have been, a lot of the losses have been bad for the Phoenix Suns, and that was definitely one of them against the Celtics. They have six losses so far this season by 25 points or more. The only team that's... insanity. It's the only team that's got more of the Spurs. That's it. The, the Spurs have nine. The Suns have six. Tip of the cap to bright side of the sun for doing this research. Uh, in five of those six games, they did not have Devin Booker. So five of the 25-point losses, Devin Booker was not there. The one that he was there for, the Boston Celtics. But no Booker tonight. He's been ruled out, so we know that. All right, coaching news from the Arizona Cardinals. Potential Cardinals next head coach, Brian Flores. is a popular dude. According to Ian Rappaport, the Broncos have requested permission to speak with him about their defensive coordinator's job. Um, Mike Kliss of Nine News in Denver added that not only the Broncos have requested an interview for Seattle Associate Head Coach Sean Desai for D.C., but that Desai has withdrawn from consideration for the Minnesota defensive coordinator job. So what the Broncos are going to do at defensive coordinator now suddenly, a lot of moving parts with this one, and it involves a candidate for the Cardinals head coaching job in Brian Flores. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if Flores does take that job, you know, he's been ruled out. You know, I, I've i heard that Mike Kafka had a good interview with the Cardinals, whether that leads to him getting the job or not. I did hear good things about how that interview went. Um, and now they got the Cincinnati guys, you know, that, that they've interviewed too. So we'll see where it goes. But, you know, Flores is a solid, solid candidate for the Arizona Cardinals. If he takes a D.C. job, that would, that, would, that would mean that the Cardinals have ruled him out. Okay, now according to Adam Schefter, Sean Payton has officially signed his five-year contract today with the Broncos, so that's done. According to Ian Rappaport, former Panthers interim head coach and former Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes is going to interview for the 49ers defensive coordinator's position on Monday, Gambo. And then one last note from the NFL, the Vegas Raiders have granted Derek Carr permission to speak with teams who have already agreed to the compensation Vegas is looking for in a potential trade for the quarterback. Why would anybody trade for him when they're going to cut him in a couple days because they're not going to guarantee that money. Like, why would you trade for him? Um... Well, it's not a couple days like March, right? Yeah, it was soon. I mean, but he's not going to extend it, right? Didn't he say, I'm not going to extend the deadline? Like, I'm not going to help you out. I'm not going to extend that deadline. No, he did say that. He did say, so right. they're going to so cut like, him anyway. Yeah. They're going to cut him anyway. What are you going to give him? Unless you just say, listen, I'll give you something just so. But then I think if you traded for Derek Carr, you would want to redo the deal a little bit. You wouldn't want to pay him what he's making. I would tend to think so Let as him well. get cut, and then you sign him to a more reasonable deal. Yeah. College basketball from last night. ASU got a much-needed win against Oregon State. It ended their four-game losing streak last night. Defensively, they were terrific in the second half of last night, 68-57. to 
seven win. But according to most of the bracketologists, ASU still on the outside looking in. They're going to have to do more than beat Oregon State to change that. U of A, meanwhile, big win last night in Tubelas, a big night. 40 points in leading the fifth-ranked U of A Wildcats past Oregon, 91-76. Yeah, what an incredible game for Tubelas. Um, he came within a basket of breaking the McHale Center scoring record that was set by Al Fleming in 1976. Oh, you were a young man when Al Fleming was setting that record at McHale Center. I was like 10 years old. Uh, I had my whole life ahead of me. The world was my oyster when I was 10. Um... Cambo, I got yeah. news for you. The world is still your oyster. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it? seriously. You've, you've, you're, you're doing just fine over there, big fella. Just fine. The world is still your oyster. Uh, yeah. I, the problem with Tubell is that nobody knew that he was a basket away. So, Creasa kept jacking up threes at the end of the game. And then Tubellis, he only got the ball once. And he passed out to kind of kill clock. And nobody realized that he just needed one more basket. And he would have broke the McHale center record that's been since 1976. And they didn't get him the ball. They didn't get him the ball. Shame on somebody for that. Shame, shame, shame. The negotiations for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024. Yeah, what happened there? They have stalled. The deal is not expected to come to fruition. So now you're looking at some crazy overlap where the Big 12 is going to have like 14 teams for a couple of years because they're adding those new teams in addition to not letting Texas and Oklahoma leave just yet. They wanted Texas a lot of money. They wanted like $168 million to leave. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma won't join the SEC in time for their new TV deal either. So everybody was trying to get this through and get this done. And apparently that is not going to happen. Still waiting, by the way, from the NBA on any kind of suspensions to be handed down from last night's game. I was actually watching that live when that happened, when Donovan Mitchell and Dylan Brooks got into it. Dylan Brooks, dirty, dirty, dirty play. Dirty play. Definitely. Right in the you-know-where. Uh-huh. Whatever he's going to get, he's got it coming to him, both in terms of on-the-court payback and, and quite honestly, any punishment the NBA. You cannot look at that and tell me that was not intentional what he did. Donovan Mitchell had every right to react the way he did. I did. You can't expect a guy not to react. He threw the ball at him and anyone to go fight him. You know, because he's he's ticked off. And then, you know, Cleveland won the game and they won it convincingly. And then he had a lot of things to say about Brooks and the type of player he was afterwards because he's just tired and fed up with it. Yeah, no doubt about it. That is going to do it for our 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hope everybody's all caught up. Now, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, if you're a Suns fan and you have hopes and dreams for certain players to get traded to the Valley, not named Kyrie Irving, stay tuned because Gambo's going to crush your dreams next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Crushing dreams. And Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back here on the Burns and Gambo show on this Friday afternoon, and it's been a busy Friday afternoon because of the Kyrie Irving news and what it might mean. Kyrie Irving asking for a trade from the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns being mentioned by multiple national reporters as a potential destination for Kyrie Irving. Uh, the Lakers have been mentioned, of course, because of LeBron. Uh, the Mavs have been mentioned. They've the Mavs looking, like him. The Mavs like him. The Mavs him? like him a lot. Oh. I just don't know that they have what it would take. Like they don't. That's the problem. Like the Mavs do like everybody, but what do they have that anybody wants? 
Um, not a lot. The, that's the big question, and that's which is why they need a superstar to pair with Luca because there's just not. You know, there was enough there to beat the Suns last year in the playoffs, but if we're being honest about it, there's not that much there. Yeah. There's, there's really not. They, you know? they do like him quite a Spencer bit. Spencer Dinwiddie could have himself a good game every now and then, um, but there, there's there isn't there isn't a whole lot there. Um, interesting that the Mavs would like him though because they they do need a superstar to pair with Luca. I yep. just don't know if Kyrie is the right superstar. I just don't know if that's a that would be a fascinating chemistry experiment to watch from afar. Right, like, because it could, it could be harmonic, it could be beautiful, it could be an absolute disaster. I could just yeah. blow up in everybody's face. The Mavericks' problem is like they have a top ten protected pick this year, but they're not top ten, so that pick's going to go to the Knicks. So that was the Porzingis trade. So they've right. got that, and then they do have a second round pick. Um, but you know, the Maver- the Mavericks' problem is you just got to you know look at their their. Their picks going forward, but this year, like in 2024, they've got their first round. Or 2025, they got their first round. Or 2026 and 27, 28, 29, 30, they've got all their first rounders, you know, going forward. Um, but this year they don't, so they're one short of what you would need to make a deal. And for the record, um, most of the national NBA insider types, whether it's Woj, whether it's Chris Haynes of Yahoo, whether it's Shams, they've they've all kind of focused on the same three teams, the Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Suns, as teams that could explore the possibility of a deal with Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. There, there might be other insiders who have said the same thing, but those three that I, I've noticed – and um, and certainly that's being put out there. Again, doesn't mean anything's imminent, but when Kyrie asks for a trade, and at this point the Nets might just be so fed up with him that they're willing to give it to him, um, the fact that the Suns are mentioned so prominently is with a new owner coming in and a trade deadline and this feeling like they've got to do something different and bold and big. I don't know, man. we got to keep a real close eye on this one. Um, there are some things we don't have to keep an eye on, though. No, 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 no. We, we, no. That was Gambo from earlier today. <laughs> uh, a direct quote. I just lifted audio from our two o'clock hour. Uh, Gambo saying no to all sorts of things, all sorts of names. Not everything, but just, yeah, but, but a lot of different things. Sure, there's a lot of reports. That, not only, I wouldn't say rumors, but reports out there that the Suns are interested in this guy. The Suns have talked to this team about that guy. So it takes a while to track some of this stuff down, well, but that's what we try to do. I, and, and you do a very good job of it. I, I, I think there's some nuance here. Some of these names on this list, and I've got it here in front of me. Some of these names on this list have been reported. Some of them have been speculated. Some of them have been suggested. I mean, it's not you know, with a trade deadline, it's always a little cloudy, right? Like, sometimes they're straight-up reports. And other times they're more, well, I've heard this, and it's more on the speculation side. And other times, it's just like that Eaton story we were talking about earlier. Yeah, Zach Lowe wasn't reporting that DeAndre Eaton was going to the Dallas Mavericks. He was just kind of suggesting, hey, maybe this would be something worth looking at. You know, so there's there's a little bit of difference, there's a little bit of nuance here. But all of these names have in one way or another been associated with the Suns, either through reporting or speculation or suggestion. And you said no to all of them. Um, Serge Ibaka, George Hill, Jordan Nawara, the three uh, the three scrubinos from the <laughs> from the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, two dinosaurs and one uh, one young guy. But that was a report that was out there. I don't remember what what uh, who's. Oh, there have been so many reports. I can't remember where half of this crap came from. I right. really can't anymore. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, to that we you know to that we we break out the reaper for that for sure. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the big one. Oh, 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 yep. oh I didn't realize we were doing this again. Yeah. I mean, anytime I get a chance to hear a little voice to call. Well, I mean, honestly, you're you're not on the radio for 20 hours of a 24-hour day. You think you could save it for those 20 hours when you're by yourself? No, we break out the repo when we we uh, when we have reports. What's the big one? Let's go. Let's. What's the big one? OG Ananobi. Okay, let's, let's talk about this one for a bit. All right, okay. let's, let's okay. We've got the reaper. Let's fade it down for a bit. Let's talk about OG Ananobi. This one, if the association's been really, really strong between the Suns and the Raptors on OG Ananobi, yes. and, and I okay, if we're just talking about Jay Crowder for OG Ananobi, yeah, of course not. Are you telling me that the Suns will not get OG Ananobi under any circumstances at all? No, they're not in on OG Ananobi. Um, I'm not expecting that to happen. I am not expecting that OG. uh, The Suns will not trade for OG Ananobi. Not a Jay Crowder trade, not another trade. The Suns are are not going to trade for the Raptors. Uh, You know, young, versatile wing player, one of the better defenders in the league. That's not a name that I'm looking at the Suns getting at the trade deadline. Okay, and that... I'll be honest, that most of the other names on this list, I, I kind of shrug my shoulders and I'm not that worried about. OG Ananobi is, and maybe he's going to be cost prohibitive. Maybe, I, God, I read today, I can't even remember who wrote it, somebody suggesting that it might be like a Donovan Mitchell type trade. And I'm like, for OG Ananobi? You know, that that's, like, is that really the marketplace for OG Ananobi? But apparently, lots of teams are in on him. And because of that, Toronto might be able to set themselves up a bidding war form, and if that's the case, maybe they do get... Again, I've said this before, Gambo, I'll say it again, um... That damn Danny Ainge for doing that Rico Bear trade. <laughs> no, seriously, it's just like that has changed everybody's eye level and how we think about trades and what teams are going to ask for. I, he he screwed it up for everybody else. Thanks, Danny. Way to go. Appreciate it. Yeah, he, he did. It just makes it very very difficult. And it's everybody eventually is going to realize that you're not going to get deals like that, and you're going to have you're going to come off of it. Like that's not going to last forever. Um, but I, you know, absolutely, and you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the, the Jazz and what they may do. And I do not expect them to get Collins. They've been, John Collins has been rumored as a guy going to the Jazz for a while. And I, I don't expect that that's going to be anything that happened. As I make my calls today and I talk to different teams, I, I think that they'll do a few things. I think the Jazz will do a few things, get some assets. Uh, they'll make a, they'll do something. They're not going to do nothing. But I do not expect that they will be a team that trades for John Collins. And I don't expect the Suns will be either. Yeah, no, you've you've been Collins has been that to me is not new. No offense. That 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 that's something we've been You've been saying no to for a long, long time now, John Collins. I know his name keeps coming up. Every time I see it, I dismiss it almost immediately. Uh, I mentioned Alex Caruso's name about an hour ago. You say that's a big nope, that it's not going to be Alex Caruso. No, and his name had come up, I think, yesterday, like the Suns tied to Caruso. No, the Suns are not trading for Alex Caruso. It's too bad. I, I think he's going to help somebody when he gets moved. I, I think he's, uh, as a backup point guard, as just a general disruptor, I think he's going to be a good addition for somebody. Uh, no one, Kobe White's... Uh, uh, the Bulls no. point guard dome. No, um, I'm not going to get Kobe White. Good player, good player, but not not what they're really not what they're looking for. Cam Reddish, Max Struess, Josh Richardson, all knows. Yeah. So, so I, it, it 
you know, a lot of those names, not OG, but a lot of those names were associated with a Jay Crowder trade, which means that the guy the Suns are going to get in a Jay Crowder trade in six days, we just haven't heard yet, hasn't been reported yet, I would imagine, right? Say, say that part again. That the, that whoever the Suns get in exchange for Jay Crowder yes. is a name that we haven't seen reported or yeah. speculated yeah. on. Because these are most of the names that we've heard. Yes. that And that's what I expect. And a lot of people ask me, like, well, tell me who they are. I don't know. like, Because I don't think they know right now. But, you know, the, these names that come up, I could shoot them down. I could tell you they're not going to trade for those guys. And they're not going to trade for those guys. But, um, you know, as far as who they are going to trade for, it's going to be a player. It's just not somebody that we've discussed it's not a name that you know that's 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 out there right now that's been reported by you know shams or woge or you know any of these people that that do this for a living and have heard these rumors from agents or teams it's not going to be one of those guys they are going to change trade jay crowder and i think when we we oh, okay that's i think it'll just end up being a name that we're not familiar with because it's probably a name that we have not talked about big game weekend's most exclusive again uh, event i should say sports illustrated's the Party is headed to Arizona Saturday, February 11th, featuring headlining performances from Machine Gun Kelly and the Chainsmokers. Limited tickets are available. You can win a pair now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. So this week we had to push his segment back to Friday. Boy, are we glad we did because we got a lot of stuff to unpack with Suns Guru Kellen Olson from ArizonaSports.com. He joins us next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Courtside with, uh, geez, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen. And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Our weekly visit with our son's guru from ArizonaSports.com, constantly churning out great content when it comes to not just the Phoenix Suns, but focused primarily on the Phoenix Suns over at ArizonaSports.com. Normally we do this on a Thursday, doing it on a Friday today, just ahead of the Suns Celtics game. How you doing, Kellen? What's up? Doing well that time of year. It is. Yeah, it is that time of year. Um, you've already got a piece up. You, you, you turned it, you burned it, and you got it up there at ArizonaSports.com about the Suns and Kyrie Irving. Were you surprised how quickly the Suns were associated or affiliated with Kyrie Irving with this latest trade demand? I don't. It has been a theme of your show uh, in the last couple of weeks, really the last couple of months, with all of the reporting that Gambo has done, where the Suns are seemingly attached to almost anyone these days because they are widely thought of across the league as like the one team to watch this deadline in terms of being buyers. I think with sellers, you're keeping it on the Raptors and the Bulls, obviously, but in terms of buyers and some team that could swing big, the expiring contracts, the assets, the owner coming in, and the owner who wants to come in wants to make a big splash. This would be certain the case would be making a trade for someone like Kyrie Irving, so it makes sense why the Suns were link- linked in this regard, so I wasn't surprised there, but I am surprised, as you can tell by the tone of the piece, just by how Kyrie makes sense for them. I understand the on-court fit to a certain extent, but there are so many questions with him that produce reasons why he just like ultimately doesn't make sense for them. Go, oh, go ahead. Oh. 
Sorry, Bert. I had my I had my mic off. I was talking to Kellen when I, when I had my mic off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, like am, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm broadcasting from home, so I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I can no. ask another one, but I I'm assuming Gambo's no, no. sitting right there. <laughs> me and Ke- what me and Kellen were talking about before the show started was, you know, Kellen asked me because I said that there are multiple. There's more than one team that has asked for and been granted permission to talk to Jay Crowder. And, and Kellen was saying, do you know who that team is? I'm not sure who the team is, mm-hmm. but like the report came out that the Suns gave Milwaukee permission, and that is true. But what I heard today is that there are other teams out there that also have the same permission, right? Because if you're interested in Jay Crowder, you may want to talk to him and his agent. You know, you may want to see, would you be willing to stay with us if we trade for you? Or, you know, I want to, I want to talk to you about your condition. What do you think about the fit here? Would you want to play here? Because with Jay not having played in a while and not wanting to play for a team like the Suns, I think any team trading for Jay would want to at least have a conversation with him as an agent. That's why I was able to report today that there are other teams that have been granted that same permission to talk to Jay that Milwaukee was. Where that ties in and gets really interesting, and I'm not sure if you've hit on this specific point, uh, Bernsey, but either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So, obviously, uh, most of the attention when this happens doesn't actually turn to Kyrie Irving. It turns to Kevin Durant, right? And I think that there is an idea there that teams are going to see this situation and not necessarily see it as Kevin Durant asking for a trade or becoming available in the next six days, more so looking at him as someone who could potentially be available in the offseason now that we know and it's pretty much been confirmed that Kyrie Irving's future in Brooklyn is is done. The recent reporting coming out in the last 10 minutes just on how contract negotiations were going and things like that. So there could be teams like the Suns who are in a position where they see this Durant thing and instead of pulling the trigger with some of their assets right now at the deadline, they could wait uh, again for Kevin Durant. But I use the word there again on purpose, Bernsey, because this is basically what the Suns did at the deadline as as we are, or not the deadline, the offseason, I'm sorry, yeah. where they waited with their assets and they were like, well, Gambo, you were reporting yourself. Everything's on hold. We're waiting to see what happens with Kevin Durant. They, they ultimately are. don't get a deal done. They don't get any other deals done. Uh, Bernsey, if they have a notion that Kevin Durant could become available in the offseason, should they pause on a big move right now at the deadline? Where are you at on that? Uh, I'm I, Look, I was all for Kevin Durant before. I'm all for Kevin Durant again. And so for me and Gambo, I, we, we haven't talked about it with this fine a point on it. I don't know how you'd feel about it. I, I'm I'm still very much in the camp of if there's a path to go getting Kevin Durant, you go get Kevin Durant. And and maybe that's why there won't be a ton of activity from the Suns this trade. Maybe there wasn't going to be anyway. I don't know. it, But but now that a potential Kevin Durant situation might come up again, I kind of feel like you owe it to yourself to at least check that out if you're the Suns. And the other thing I want to say on that is that yeah. if you do get him in the summer, right. you have taken $43 million off of his contract. That's true. You have a limit. Now you lose a year of having him, he gets a year older, but you have eliminated $43 million from that massive contract. The Nets have paid that. You don't have to. You just get him for one last year. That is definitely a Matt Ishbia thing, too, because I, I talk rep- about a splash, right? Yeah. I reported over the summer that the Suns were willing to do whatever it takes, including go into 60, 70, 80 million dollars into the luxury tax to go get Kevin Durant. I would have to find out if Ishbia is willing to do the same thing. Because if you bring in Durant, whose salary at the end is going to be over 50, you know this. It, these these taxes are crazy. Dollar for dollar becomes $2, $3, $4, $5. For, the more you go up, the more it counts. So that would be a Matt Ishbia decision. You're saying 60 70 $80 million. That, that is like the figure 
but the payment could be like a hundred, a hundred, and then it just balloons because of these rules that, the rules? that you kind of go into. Dollar fifty per dollar. $2 you're looking dollar. at the Warriors; they're paying one hundred and fifty, two hundred on some of these. It, it gets absolutely wild. Every Kevin, five million you go up is more more money, more more do, do, per dollar that you have to pay. And repeater tax comes into effect for the years you go Huge. on to it. It gets it gets crazy, but this is the type of big splash that could be there. But to what we were talking about earlier, Burnsley, it is at the sake of this season where you could be looking at. Okay, if we can get this guy for this guy who could be top six, top seven in our rotation, could legitimately make a difference for us in the postseason, but we have to give up two future first round picks, one lightly protected, one more heavily protected. Do you pause because you think about the war chest of assets you want to have available in the summer in case someone becomes available again, just like Kevin Durant? I think that's why part of why this front office has been so patient, not necessarily with Kevin Durant, but looking to make that huge big splash. But then again, Bernsey, we were in this position last offseason and the Suns seemingly were in a spot where they could make the big splash and, and, and they didn't. But that was an offseason where we were never quite sure whether Kevin Durant was available or not. And right. We still might be in that same situation this offseason, not quite sure whether he's available or not, but I got to imagine if Kyrie Irving's not there and their chances of really contending in that conference evaporate with that, I, I just can't see how he's not available. I, I can't see how the Nets don't look at it and say, okay, it really is time to redo this. Let's see what great offer we can we can get for him. I, all of this too, guys, is, you know, Gambo with, you know, you say a no to this guy, no to that guy, no to that guy. I mean, let's be honest about it. James Jones notoriously not a big trade deadline guy to begin with. I mean, minor moves, Torrey Craig twice, right? But but the, the trade deadline, now, is there pressure on him to make more of a splash this year, or does this Kevin Durant thing now give him an opportunity to do what he likes to do this time of year, so it would seem, and that's not do much of anything at all. He, he just doesn't get that involved when it comes to trade deadlines. I don't know. Yeah, and, and another angle on this whole story that we've seen develop in the last two or three hours, Bernsey, is how if you look at this news, right? And you just take it for base value for what it is, and you look at the results of reporting we've seen the last two, three hours. Unless you're someone who wants to see Kyrie Irving come to Phoenix, this is bad news for the Suns, because the teams we are seeing linked, and the teams that make sense uh, money-wise and just with the fit and, and what they need, it's the Lakers, it's the Clippers, it's the Mavericks, those are all teams that they could wind up playing in the playoffs now. I think there are huge, huge issues with the team who chooses to take in Kyrie Irving. There are two different ones at hand. One, do you know for sure that he will commit to you an unrestricted free agency and sign a deal with you or will he bolt for another team and then you traded all these things for first six months of Kyrie Irving but then there's the other side of it where if he does want to sign with you but he wants three or four years are you willing to commit that long to Kyrie Irving it's a double triple quadruple edged sword in that kind of way but then we might see this trade come in, Burns, Gambo, to you, actually. We see, like, the Lakers get him for Russell Westbrook, this, and just a, a protective first-round pick. And Suns fans are going to be like, that's it? That's you can't, it? I can't. Kevin Durant was ripping Russell Westbrook on his burner account. Like, he's, I can't hey, imagine. If Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook Man, can be teammates, just, anything is possible I now. I can't imagine believe. KD does not like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I, I may be shocked if that happened. But do you, do you have a sense, Gambo, from what you've tried to get and you're going to 
going to get more information over the weekend as well that the return for Kyrie Irving won't be that large. It'll probably be pretty middling. Well, because of the contract situation. Yeah. Because he does not, unlike KD, who was under contract for years, Kyrie's a free agent. What I was told today in, in speaking to the teams that were close to this on KD, and I'm getting to my notes here, is that he did not get what he wanted. They were in. This is not a surprise, but he did not get what he wanted. What he wanted was he wanted similar money to what Beal got, similar to what KD got. So when he didn't get that, you know, then he then he wanted out. So that's no surprise there. But he wanted what KD got, what Beal got, what Dame Lillard got, and when he wasn't going to get it, and he also was using the fact that he brought KD to the Nets to try to help his cause. And when the Nets weren't going to give him that big contract, that's when he said, "Okay, I got to go." I'll I'll say this about Kyrie and the Suns, and it, it's just echoing what I said at the top of the show. And I, I look long term, I want nothing to do with the guy. I I think there's just there's too much collateral damage. There's too much evidence to say that it's just a matter of time until he tries to burn something down on his way out. Short term. I'm intrigued. I don't know how you couldn't be, you know, in the shortest of terms and in the idea of what does he do for you right now? What does he do for you in the context of this season? It is extremely intriguing to think about Kyrie Irving because he's such a talent. Long term, I don't... Kellen, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I don't want anything to do with him long term. I just, I don't. I, I think he's, I think he's a blowtorch waiting to happen. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, Bernsey, and in the same way you look at uh, short term. I'm actually of the opposite in the short term. I think that any humongous move to like that kind of level where you're dramatically shifting the identity of your team, the playoffs start in 71 days. Are, are you going to be able to dr- dramatically change your system offensively and defensively, and then still contend for a title? And then if it doesn't go all that well, but you want to come back next year, then he might be gone. So I, I think there's just a lot of reasons to, they wrote about on the site uh, like you said, that, uh, yeah. that I went through. It's, it's a good article. Um, as all of Kellen's articles are at ArizonaSports.com. I, I did a quick read of it during one of our commercial breaks, and it's definitely worth you checking out at ArizonaSports.com. Thank you, Kellen. As always, we appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Talk Thanks, to you Kellen. next week. What will the Suns look like then? What, what will the Suns look like next week after the deadline? We'll know. What, we'll know. We will know. Thursday, next Thursday, I think it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon Arizona time. It might be 2 o'clock. I have to double check on that one. We will see. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show on this Friday afternoon, we continue to talk about the Suns and Kyrie Irving and anybody else they might trade. Next on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo. Arizona sports. The local sports leader. Well, let's check back in with Eric Ruby. This show is just flying by. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All Kyrie all the time, eh, Eric? I was about to say, anything go on today, guys? Been a pretty quiet one. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a crazy day. It really has. It's fun. I love days like today. It's just it's just fun to think this out and talk this out and, you know, ideas just kind of pop into your head when you're talking. This is fun. I enjoy this. What do you got for us on the poll question? Got a pair of poll questions that tie into each other. They're both very basic ones, though. The first one is do you want the Suns to trade for Kyrie Irving? You've got yes, and no. 
Gambo talked me into a yes. Yeah, why not? Let's, let's roll the dice. Well, I mean, let's, oh, let's... If, if, there's lots of reasons why not. Yeah. There's tons of reasons why not. Okay. This... This, this, you, you, come on, you would even you would have to admit that. There are plenty of reasons why you wouldn't want to do it. Sometimes you got to, you know, sometimes you got to roll a dice. <laughs> I thought you were going to go risky business on me. Sometimes you just got to say. Of course, I can't say it. Um, I... I I think he represents the kind of short-term upgrade over Chris Paul that is undeniable. I mean, it'd be hard not to wonder what it would look like. Long-term, I want nothing to do with the guy. What's our audience say? Audience is 41% going with no emphatically. In second place, a close one, 36.9% saying yes, 22.1% going meh. And the corresponding poll that kind of sheds light on all of this, for this season only, Chris Paul or Kyrie Irving? 68% going with Kyrie. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about it's this. It's because but. of the injury history, the wearing down, the sure. age, and just the lack of, it's just a not knowing. Look, I know Kyrie Irving is going to go score 25 points every playoff game, and he's not going to get worn down by the back-to-backs, you know, the, by the every other day playing. I know that. He's 30 years old. He could play every other day and score 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 points in a game. Chris, we don't know. Chris is a much better playmaker, much better playmaker. He's a much better decision maker. He makes players around him. Now, Chris's defense has slipped. He's not the great defender he was two years ago. But Kyrie, if you want a bona fide guy that could get a basket, that's Kyrie. I mean, go look any go look go Kyrie Irving game go game log and go look at what he did in January. He does, he scores twenty five every night, every yeah. every night. Like he's he's a bona fide scorer. So if that's what everybody and everybody is, oh, we need another score, need another score, need another score. Well, that's what he is. He's as good as he's as, as good as there is in the NBA at scoring the basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that's what you want, now you got to sacrifice something for it. Now think about the pace you would play at too. The Suns are one of the slowest. They're turtles. When the Chris is out there, yes. When Chris is out there, they they play at a very slow pace. Yes, they do. Yes, so, if you got Kyrie, you could play at a lot faster pace. That would benefit Mikhail and his slashing and the young guys that they have would benefit Book and so there is a benefit to it. Look, it's not that I don't you know. I, both guys are great players. They're both Hall of Famers. It's just, you know, one guy is a lot younger and healthier and a better scorer. And the other guy is older and a much better playmaker and decision maker. But there are definitely some injury concerns with him and wear and tear that you worry about. Well, yeah, and it's, it's undeniable. Like you said earlier, it's undeniable to worry about those things. You know, like like we're if the trade deadline comes and goes and something happens or, or and it's not crazy, I mean, we are going to have, sorry, we're going to have Chris Paul, Chris Paul, trust issues from now until whenever the season ends and and they're unavoidable uh they're not going away there's there's no way to you know every we saw it just two nights ago against atlanta he looked like he was cooked man he looked like he was out of gas in that game yeah and and he played according now the five previous games they look great and and so that's what it's going to be with chris how much gas is in the tank how many nights does he show up and he just doesn't have it how many nights does he show up and he looks like vintage chris paul and not knowing how many games of each of those versions of chris paul you're going to get is going to kind of drive this uncertainty about him there there was a story today bill simmons who um, has been so involved in the podcasting on the Ringer Network, he hasn't written a lot 
recently. Today he wrote his trade value rankings, looking at like every player in the NBA and and what is their trade value in the NBA. He had Chris Paul 69th on that list, saying basically he put him in the category of buyer's remorse. Like if you get him, you're going to regret it. You know, if you trade for Chris Paul, mm. you're going to wish that you yeah. hadn't. You know, yep, that was a fascinating piece. That was a really fascinating piece. I got you know such a kick out of it. Um, you know, looking at it, and you know they had they had Devin Booker and Mikael Bridges in there, but the one that blew me away was just the Chris Paul. Like if you're so if like if you are the Nets and you're like. You know, Kyrie wants out, and I, I what what window would you still have to give yourself a chance in the East? The only one you have is Chris Paul. You would have to, but, but the same with the Suns. You would have to hope he doesn't wear down, he doesn't get injured, that you could eliminate teams early and not have to play six, seven game series that wear him down. Like it's the same thing that you're worrying about here. But he is still like when he's on, he's still a great player. And ever since he came back from the injury, there were a, a bunch of good games. Now the Atlanta game was a disaster, but there were a bunch of good games that people were raising about how his numbers were up. Yeah, no, and and if Chris Paul, let's say hypothetically, were to go to the Brooklyn Nets, I don't think that makes them any better equipped to win the East than they are right now. I, I, in fact, if anything, I, I I think it hurts them a little bit when it comes to having to play because I, I just think the East is so top heavy um, with the three teams that are there at the top. I, I I don't know how Chris Paul better prepares them to get through that gauntlet. Where I think the West, it's almost Chris is better off in the West because I, I other than. Denver, I just don't feel like anything's all that top-heavy in the West. Look at the Memphis Grizzlies. They've lost, what, seven of their last eight games? The Pelicans have fallen apart without Zion Williamson. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the West is wide, wide open. Whereas the East, I I don't think the Nets are better off with Chris Paul trying to get through the East. But if Kyrie doesn't want to be there and if Kyrie's going to force his hand, um, it was interesting what Bill Simmons wrote about Devin Booker. Didn't quite put him in the untouchable category, put him in the category just below that. Oh, he's to, untouchable. Oh, he's, of course he is. He's of, course he's, of course he's untouchable. And, and he wasn't even... In fact, he made a compelling argument for why he is... He's so untouchable. And he basically said, you know, Diamondbacks haven't been great, Cardinals haven't been great, Coyotes haven't been great. In a in a basketball first city, he is the guy. He's the NBA's best two guard in his prime. He's a likable, marketable star competing locally against Kyler Murray, Clayton Keller, and Zach Gallen. He's not going anywhere. He he is he is in a in a City that loves its basketball. He is a star who likes it here, who wants to be here. He's going nowhere. That was a good write-up by Phil. And he sells jerseys. And he sells lots. Of he them. sells lots of jerseys. Indeed, he does. My kids, my kids got his book of jersey. You know, yeah. they he that's the that's he sells jerseys. He sells merchandise. He gets people to come. He's a, he's a he's a great player. He's a great player. He's a great ambassador. He's a great member of the organization. Always wanted to be here. Never wanted out. And, and even though Bill might not have him in the most untouched of all categories. He's got him ranked ninth on the whole list. He's untouchable. He's not going anywhere. Fallout Boy is headed to Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater for their So Much for Dust tour. It's on June 30th. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. The Phoenix Suns do have a game tonight against a team that might have a little advice when it comes to the whole Kyrie Irving thing. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show.